This is Radio Ukraine International with the weekly program Ukraine Global, written by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vera Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. This edition of Ukraine Global is about Ukrainian volunteers and their recent activity, their plans to celebrate or not to celebrate New Year's Day and what still motivates them to do their job. Stay tuned to Ukraine Global. This new year has a bitter taste for all Ukrainians. According to official surveys, one-third of Ukrainians will not celebrate the new year and Christmas holidays this year. At the same time, 94% of those who will celebrate will do so at home. Despite the war and difficulties with electricity, the municipalities put up Christmas trees and festive locations, which caused heated discussions among the townspeople. For example, in Kyiv, Mayor Vitaly Klitschko insisted on installing a Christmas tree. Kyiv residents signed a petition against this year's main Christmas tree on Sofievska Square, but the mayor rejected it. Klitschko believes that he made the right decision and called the holiday tree unbreakable. Now, let's talk about volunteers, the people who spare no time, effort or money to help civilians who are in need, or the Ukrainian military. One of them is Andrew from New Zealand. He came to Ukraine soon after Russia began the full-scale invasion on February 24th. Normally, he evacuates civilians from the embattled town of Bakhmut, Donetsk region, or nearby towns. Sometimes the people are old or sick or can't walk, or they need help with transporting their belongings. So he takes his van and drives them to Kramatorsk or Slovyansk. From there on, other volunteers take them to Dnipro, where they can get more help if needed. Sometimes he also brings water and other humanitarian aid to aid hubs or people in need in Bakhmut. I asked Andrew what he was planning to do on New Year's Day, and he said he would probably be working. My name's Andrew Bagshaw. I'm a um, humanitarian volunteer from New Zealand. I've been in Ukraine since April. What I've done mostly is civilian evacuations from the Donbass. Recently, uh, I've mostly worked in Bakhmut, and I was asked to say for the radio program what Bakhmut most needs at the moment, and I think the answer is doctors. Um, a lot of people who are remaining don't want to leave, but they have no access to medical services. The only doctors there are military medics, and they don't have time to help people. Um, we had a clinic in Bakhmut last week, and it was very popular, but the doctors went back to Kiev. So my message to listeners of this program is if they know any doctors who want to help in Bakhmut, th- there's plenty of work to do. Said Andrew. Many volunteer organizations say that the main reason why people decide to become volunteers is their desire to live in a prosperous country, when everyone cares about their surroundings and solves the problems that bother them. The country develops this way. Volunteers are ordinary people who invest their time, talent and resources in implementing socially useful projects. Everyone can do something good. Children, adults, people with special needs, companies, agencies and even entire countries. Even one good deed can change society, the country and the world for the better. Today, volunteer organizations exist in 80 countries. About 110 million people annually participate in volunteer programs, where they help in the fields of education, healthcare, ecology, social protection and many others. 
Ruslan Makarovich, a volunteer from the town of Chasivyar, Donetsk region, who heads the local humanitarian staff, told Radio Ukraine International about his plans for New Year's Day. I have been volunteering since the first days of the war. We have opened the humanitarian headquarters and are working to meet the humanitarian needs of the local population and the internally displaced. We also help military hospitals. We help with providing foodstuffs. Now we mainly work with hygiene and construction materials for those whose homes were damaged or destroyed by shelling. We provide them with heaters and potbelly stoves. We are more focused on this because the local authorities mostly provide foodstuffs. That's why we work in this direction to cover people's needs completely. Celebrating New Year's Day in war conditions will not be anything special for us. We will be at home with the family. There will be time not only to have a rest, but also to make reports and waybills. We have to do it because we transport humanitarian aid by trucks, and then we hand it over to rail carriers. These few days of rest will be helpful in making more reports. We can take a break without calls from people who need help and do some routine work. We are planning two or three days of rest during the holidays. Let's hope nothing extraordinary happens that will require canceling these days off. That's what I am planning. Said Ruslan Makarovich. You're listening to Ukraine Global, a program offering insight into important developments in and around Ukraine. This edition of Ukraine Global is about Ukrainian volunteers and their recent activity, about their plans whether to celebrate New Year's Day or not, and what still motivates them to do their job. Stay tuned to Ukraine Global. Anastasia Rokitna, a volunteer, says that her organization will continue working on New Year's Day. I have no days off, just like in the military. We are trying to quickly bring them the necessary medicine and equipment. 
Not we are fundraising for generators. Also, we are planning on a work trip to Donbass. Also, our organization has information activities. We record interviews with military personnel and every day we talk about the war in Ukraine. As for me, I often go to the military front, in particular. I was on a working trip to Bakhmut, Kherson and many other cities that been the hot spots. We had spectacle unit who the help. We will not stop help them in the future years. Watra them works well. They hard working every day. Everyone volunteer have own unit that the help. They don't stop working. Said Anastasia. Ignatius, another volunteer who helps evacuate people in the Donetsk region, says that his main motivation is to help people living in dangerous and awful conditions. He says it's tough to imagine a worse place than the one close to the front line. I conduct civilian evacuations in the Donbass region. Over the past six, seven months, evacuated my team and the people we've worked as partners with have evacuated over 4,000 people from uh, frontline cities, um, places with, where the situation is really bad. Solidar, Bakhmut, Liman area has been deoccupied now. Uh, lots of villages along the front line. What we do as a team is we concentrate specifically on evacuations uh, in hard to reach places, very close to the front line, on the front line. Yeah, dangerous places where people are living in very bad conditions. So we go there, we persuade the people to leave because often they don't want to leave. And uh, we try and make sure that the people trust us, that they believe us, that we will help them and that the government will provide them a place to live. And then sometimes if it's families with children, we try and find them, you know, special housing where the conditions will be a bit better for the children. So that's what we do. And uh, yeah, it's hard work. It's very challenging. It's very dangerous. Thankfully, my team are all fine. Um, yeah. Uh, my motivation to be a volunteer is uh, to help these people we, we encounter. Because frankly, the people there, the people who we evacuate are living in very, very bad conditions. There's no electricity. There's no water. There's no phone signal. There's constant shelling. You know, Russian enemy groups can come in and occupy the territory of their own, and then they'll be living under occupation. It's very, very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, frankly, it's a terrifying, terrifying environment to be living in for these people. So my motivation, our motivation as a group is just to help these people and to make sure that, you know, they're alive. Because wherever we take them out of there is better than where they are. I'm not sure you can think of a worse place on Earth than where these people are living at this moment. It will be very hard to find a worse place then yeah, then right on the front line of uh, such a serious conflict as uh, as this war in Ukraine is. I, I, I don't know how I'm going to celebrate New Year. Yeah, it's not really a celebratory mood. Currently, my team are uh, we're taking a short break to um, fix our vehicles. And uh, yeah, we're buying some new cars because some of our old ones have broke down. So we're taking a couple of weeks off to sort out all the logistical issues and uh, take some time out because we've been working non-stop for months now. But I'll probably be at home with my dog and my family. Uh, I think so anyway. And uh, I hope my guys and my team will do the same because it's really important to take some time off for yourself and just to realize how important normality, the normality 
that is around us with our families, even though we're still living in, in a war zone. It's important to remember this normality um, is why we try and continue our job to evacuate these people is so that they can have this normality that we enjoy. Said Ignatius. The volunteer movement that rose during the Revolution of Dignity eight years ago became especially active after Russia unleashed this full-blown genocidal war against Ukraine. Volunteers' contribution to the country's defenses and their aid to civilians cannot be overestimated. Their activity continues to prove that the war hasn't split the nation, but on the contrary united and consolidated it. While soldiers fight on the front lines, volunteers help and motivate them. Volunteers also help those civilians who find themselves in the war zone and can't leave because of shelling or for some other reasons. Seeing off the hard and tragic year of 2022, all Ukrainians make one and the same wish for 2023, and it is peace. They put off celebrations for better days. They continue to do their best to help our army financially and morally and pray for our heroic defenders who are fighting on the front lines. And that was the weekly program Ukraine Global, prepared by Viktoria Krukova, presented by Vira Kravchenko and produced by Irina Samsonova. Radio Ukraine International congratulates all listeners on New Year's Day and wishes everyone good health and good luck and hoping for good news in the new year of 2023. Here is to our future victory. And we end this year's series of Ukraine Global with the song Pray for Ukraine by Zlata Ognevich. Open your heart to Ukraine.